You're listening to The Classroom Collaborative Podcast with your hosts, Dee Dee Wills Ed Brock And Adam Peterson Here we go We're so glad you're here Let's get started Hey everybody, welcome back to The Classroom Collaborative Podcast I am Adam Peterson and I am completely thrilled to be looking at your face because <laughs> I am Dee Dee Wills and we haven't talked to each other in forever. So it's been hi. a few months, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I know. It it was it's crazy. I started a new position with my amazing friends at Alive Studios doing some work. I know you've been all around the country in your yeah. in your trailer doing that sounds terrible. In your trailer. Right. <laughs> okay. With my banjo. I'm good. That's awesome though. So we um we decided to come back put this back together, going to hopefully knock on wood, get back on a schedule here and uh, yeah. start giving you guys some more stuff as we finish out 2021, head into the new year. But um, one of the hot topics this year in all of education has been the science of reading. I know it's yeah. been building and building and building and building. And it, it seems to be the only thing you hear when you Google search like guided reading or reading or anything. So yeah. we we both, I know Didi more you than me, um, we get questions all the time on, on your Facebook group or through emails, but I've, I've actually been out doing some conferences again. Like it's been right. amazing to be on the road and wonderful teachers keep bringing it up. And I'm not, uh, an expert in any of that. I haven't studied it. Like you have, I haven't, I haven't really had the experience with it. Cause my classroom I'm working with, with pre-K kiddos mostly, you know, so we're not really getting right. into a lot of quote unquote reading groups or guided reading. I'm usually doing one-on-one type stuff, but right. I know that you and I had talked and, and one of the big questions is, was, where are we going? What's next? What do, what do we do? Right. Right. So, you know, we, one of the things that I get asked a lot, and then um, I know that, you know, I experience as well is, is what do, you know, we, some of us, I'm pointing to myself right now. Some of us <laughs> have had extensive uh, training done in guided reading, um, practices in a balanced literacy classroom. So, you know, our feet are kind of really comfortable there. Um, And in the last couple of years, having to make that shift, not having to make the shift, but obviously needing to make that shift um, to more of a science of reading approach to instruction. Mm -hmm. And so uh, a question that I get, and, and, you know, we talked a little bit about this is, well, is guided reading dead? You know, is that no longer something that we do in our classroom? Um, our leveled text, is there a place in our classroom for leveled text, right? What do we do now? And, um, you know, one of the things that I, I want to, first of all, you know, most people who are listening, kindergarten, first grade, second grade teachers who are with us right now. So um, what best practices say is that um, in our classrooms for K-1-2, um, students should be spending I'm going to say the first part of second grade, spending most of their time in decodable text, um, 70 to 80% of their time in decodable text, right? Um, And so those are texts that are given to students in which they have a foundation of phonics behind them so that they can be decoded um, about 70, 80, 90, depending on who you listen to, 90% of those words are words that are codable. So, um, you know, we're having a lot of CDC words, um, words that um, have phonics-based background behind them. So um, with 70 to 80% of the time, if we're in those types of texts, what do we do with the rest of the text? Like, how do we use, can we still use our guided reading books? Is there a place for them? Um, Well, first of all, our whole world is filled with leveled text, right? right? I mean, we listen to Chrysanthemum 
That's, mm -hmm. that's not a decodable text. That's a level text. Um, we have students looking through a big book. They're revisiting a story. They're picking up Henry and Mudge. Those are not decodable texts. Those are texts that are put on a leveling system. And there's lots of different leveling systems out there. There's a Fontes and Pinnell. There's a Lexiles. You know, there's lots and lots of great literature. Um, I have a whole list of books behind me, you know, picture books that are out there. Right. Those books are level text. So do we, as teachers say, no, you can't look at those books until you're in the middle of second grade. No, we want to make sure that we have, um, we want to make sure students have uh, access to these texts. And then, but what we need to do is use those texts in a different way. Right. Okay. So when, um, you know, if you were talking to 2000, let's say 2015 DD Wills, um, our conversation would be very different. I would say you would um, assess your students based on a leveling test system um, and see where their point of difficulty is. And then that becomes our instructional level. And then we want to give students lots of opportunities to experience text at that instructional, instructional level. So maybe that's a level 12, maybe it's a 14 in kindergarten, it might be a level two or a three text, maybe a level four text or um, in Fontes and Pinnell, they're leveled with letters like an A, B, C, D text. So now 2021, almost 2022, That's this will probably so come weird. out 2022. I right? just wrote, I just had to write dates on something for like a, a schedule coming up for the next year. And yeah. I had to write one twenty two twenty two, And I'm like, that, that can't be right. Like wh what is going, What's going on? on? What's going on? I know I am. I'm having a really hard time. Like think, I don't know why 2021 was easy, but 2022 feels like it's completely foreign. To me. I don't and think anybody knew 2021 was here. The last two years have just flown together so much. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think it was a big jump. <laughs> and maybe a lot of people thought that maybe 2022 was never going to happen. I don't know. Right. Maybe that was me. Like, ah, that's not going to happen. Uh, the world will come to an end before we get there. Um, anyhow. So now when I think of a level text, I do believe that there is a place for students to have those books. Um, it might be your guided reading books that you've used before in small group instruction. Maybe you incorporate a book in your small group that's still level text, but we wanna think about the queuing system. Okay, so we have to make a shift or a change in the way that we ask students to do some word attack skills than what we used to do before. Um, let's say 2015 Didi would have said when a student came to a point of difficulty, I would say, well, look at the picture. Does that help you? Get your mouth ready, say the first word. There were all these different queuing systems with what would make sense there, right? That we would be using for students so that they could attack that word and come out with what it means. What we have found out since is that not not we, what I have found out, some people knew this a long time ago, right? But what, what I have found out is what that's doing is encouraging students to guess. Mm -hmm. And that is a great strategy that works wonderful for students um, when the pictures are really clear and there's lots of support and the sentences aren't complex. There's not a lot of adjectives. There's not a lot of adverbs that change the meaning of the, of the sentence. Um, but when we get to second and third grade, it falls apart. And that's why we have comprehension issues in second and third grade. So Zoop, we don't want to do that anymore. But what we can do with those level texts is draw our attention back to the text. So that is the first cue that we give them is let's take a look at this word and let's see if we can um, draw attention to the phonics support that's within that word. Right. Right. So 
Would we want to use guided reading in kindergarten, guided reading level text um, as a um, staple in our classroom? I would say no. I would argue, no, we don't want to do that. However, giving them a book from time to time that is a level text is, is going to be, it'll be okay. As right. long as we get rid of those old queuing systems because they're encouraging um, behaviors in reading that look like reading, but they're really not. And it's going to fall apart for some students when they get to second and third grade. Some students are going to be able to figure this, this code out. You know, there's a probably a good, well, I'm going to say probably 60% of the population who will be able to become proficient readers in the old way. Because right. what we look at that, when we look at the, um, statistics on proficient readers in third, fourth grade, we have 40% of the students who were not able to read at grade level. So I'm assuming that 60% are. So 60% of the students are able to figure that out. They're gonna be fine. They're gonna move along. But your 40% uh, your of your population who are not going to be able to be proficient are gonna fail. And within that 40%, there's going to be probably 20, 25% of those students who have a language-based learning difficulty. Mm -hmm. And so they're really going to fall apart. Does that make sense? Totally does. Yeah. I, okay. I, I love you, when you brought up guided readers and, and teachers are like, oh my gosh, I have this whole level. And so that was one of the comments I kept reading quite a bit when, when people are like, we're going science reading, we're going science reading, our school is doing this, we're getting this training. And it seemed like Really, the only there was a lot of negativity. Like when we saw Common Core come out, people were bashing it left and right, right? Like there right. was so much with this. The only I don't even want to say negative. The only thing I saw was, oh my gosh, you just got this whole new set of books, right? This whole new set of level readers. Now, what am I going to do with them? Well, my thought was, you're not taking away libraries from kids, right? Kids still go pick out books based on interest and what's on the cover. Right. Just just put those in your right. classroom library. Let them be books that are right. there for for interest. But one thing I will say about this whole decodable transition and and using that as the standpoint is um i've had ex not experience on my own students but trisha teaches second grade and she bought some decodable chapter books for her students uh -huh. which she's like these are the coolest thing in the world like her kids started flocking to them and one of her most struggling learners in, in all areas not just reading but like one of her students is there because she's in that class for a reason right right um, is is just thriving with it right now oh. and and not even just with those books but Trisha said her, her confidence in reading yes. other things has grown. I think that's the thing we need to remember. This is about confidence. It's about creating yes. somebody that, that wants to do it, right? Like we could teach kids to read all day long, but until we right. fill in them that this is, this is something fun and there's something to right. learn from it and it's, it's engaging and, and your confidence can build with it. That's what's going to help the rest of it grow too. But I, right. that was one of my, my things I saw. I was like, what do you mean get rid of your books? You don't need to get rid Let's, of your books. Um, do you think that you could give me the name of those decodable chapter books? I need, so I would so look. You ask her and tell me. Yeah, I'll ask her. I would look, except um, she told me to stay out of the Amazon cart right now with Christmas coming up. We shared Amazon account. She goes, you can't look at the orders right you now. You can't look at Amazon. <laughs> Don't get in there. Don't get in I there. I haven't. I've, I've been good. You're Although gonna, You last... might be getting a Blink 80, 182 <laughs> t-shirt, right? right? You don't want to know. Last week I was sitting upstairs doing some work and, and Alexa turned on and said, you have new notifications. Would you like to hear them? So I thought maybe it was something with the weather that we get sometimes or, yeah. or something. And um, it was your Amazon account has been very active this month. Take a listen to your past orders. And I was like, no, Alexa, stop, stop, no, stop. stop. 
So I didn't hear anything, but okay, I will, like, I will oh, ask her. <laughs> I'll ask her in person when I see yeah. her. I think that would be a really, really cool thing to add um, because maybe we, maybe we have some teachers who have children who could, you know, their own children who would be ready for something like that. Um, I was going to say yesterday I was working, I was in a first grade classroom and I was working with a student and I was going through and doing um, the ESGI um, Fry sight word list with this child. Right. Actually, I experienced this with like, four students in this classroom. Um, and there were words, um, well, first of all, I had a student sit next to me at precious, precious. He says, I get, I get really nervous when I do these kinds of things. I get really, I'm like, dude, you know, it's just try your best. Like, it's fine. You know, I'm trying to get him to relax. I just get really nervous. And he's like, breathe. You know, so that anxiety level is up. He's in first grade, you know, here we are in December. He already knows that this isn't his strong thing. He's, he is like, I'm going to put him in my pocket. He's precious, but academically he's all over the place. So as we're going through these assessments, these sight words, um, or high frequency words, however, they're, they're not the same thing, but we're not going to get into that. Anyhow, when we're going through these high frequency words, he has words like people that he can read, but the word, um, in can't, can't do it. And, and it's because in this particular classroom, we are not doing the science of reading. You know, right. he does not have that intensive blending practice that he needs to have because in, if, as, and, on, all of those should mm-hmm. have been a no brainer. And yet he has memorized visually what people, the word people looks like, because it's so visually different, right? Um, and this is going to be a problem for him because- right. You know, we'll see other words. Of course, I can't think of anything right now off the top of my head that's going to visually look like people, right? It's going to be long like that. There's going to be a couple P's and an L in there. And he's just going to put the word people in there. Right. Like purple or something, right? Oh, purple. Thank you. Yeah. That's why you're so smart. I, I could throw out color words. Let's let's, let's not get carried away. <laughs> you're, so, you're so smart. Um, the other thing is that he would read a sentence and put a word in there that did not make... It was a... Um, was like a, it was a CBC sentence. So it was like Bob, uh, mom and Bob. Um, I don't know what they did. They did something with a fat cat. I don't know, fed the fat cat or something. And, you know, he put in a word in there that didn't even make sense, really? but was visual, visually close, but w- that blending was his big, you know, uh-huh. he, he did not have that skill. And so for teachers, when we're, we're in a guided reading book, that can be kind of hidden. Right? It, right. But when we have a decodable book, it's very obvious what happens. Well, it kind of takes you back be- to like the, the days of um, what, what was the, the two, the boy and the girl, Dick and Jane, all, Dick and Jane, right? Like yeah. that, that's what we did years ago. And that was yes. all decodable. Right. 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 I mean, it's, and I, I feel like this there, you know, and a lot of teachers right now are um, feeling just I just want to, I mean, I'm crying, just thinking about it, feeling defeated. This has been a year on top of a year on top of a year. Um, And that's the best way I can put it. I mean, it's like layer upon layer upon layer of not, you know, our best environment for teaching period. Right. right? And you have students who are coming in who behaviorally have had a very, um, for some of them, a very traumatic year for other students. They've had a year where anything goes right. They're like, 
Get like those kids at Walmart that are running up and down the alley. They've been doing <laughs> up and down the aisles. They've been doing that for a year, right at home. There's been no reigning in. Yep. Um, and so teachers are now having behavior problems, students with anxiety. They're like, they can't teach them because we're in such a emotionally stressed classroom, right? right. Yeah, and so, oh, by the way, let's go ahead and throw everything we used to know out the window. And I'm going to give you everything new and go ahead and use that. Good luck. And I, and I don't, I don't want to create additional layers of stress, but what I'm hoping that this pod, podcast episode will do is give teachers, um, the, uh, thought process of, I can use some of the things I used to use. I just need to use them differently. Right. And I need to seek out this other knowledge. It, it, you may not get to it in January. You may not get to it in February, but knowing that it's out there and knowing that it's something that you as an educator of early childhood need to kind of verse yourself on it. I mean, I, I, I feel like that's a better, even though it, it raises the stress level a little bit, right. Mm-hmm. We're like, Oh, I got to learn something new. I would much rather know there's something else I need to, to learn so that I can help my little cutie pie yesterday. Then I don't know what to do. I've tried everything. Well, right. I, I can't speak from experience cause I'm not in the classroom right now. And I, I'm not teaching it, but to me, it, it makes so much sense that I don't think it's, I get it. If you're in the classroom, you are stressed beyond belief Yeah. to, to really learn it and study it and, and follow it to a T yes, there's some work that needs to be done. But when you think about the, the, basis of it like it's it seems easier to me it seems easier Much to easier. teach this than than the way it was being done so right i yes teachers are stressed but i think they can take comfort in that too that, that hey this is the way i learned as a kid right like this right. is what i learned right. to do just um, bringing students up- back to the text and so making sure that you're selecting a book that's in their wheelhouse right you know i'm not gonna i'm not going to with a kindergarten student who doesn't know all their letters and sounds i'm not going to ask them to go through a decodable book Um, because that's not where they're at. Right. Right. Um, And so I'm going to be wanting to do all of my small groups should be surrounded on, you know, mastering those letters and sounds and maybe a little bit blending practice as well. Um, But that blending is something we could do right from the very beginning. So we don't need to wait. Um, We can um, say, okay, here are the three sounds that these letters make. It's I'm going to use the, you know, obvious at, let's see if we can put those together. So C says, A says at, T says um, and, and then let's go ahead and blend them together. So you might have to give a little give, but we're going to do that phonemic awareness skill of blending together. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where they are. And that's what your small group can look like instead of dragging them through a text that they're not ready to know yet. Right. So I just went to Amazon and typed, let me share my screen. Oh, you are brave. You went to Amazon. I, I'm signed out on this computer. So <laughs> I'll do on my phone. Oh so I just typed into codable chapter books. So listeners be listening. And I don't know how they're classifying um, books. This says decodable chapter book for kids with dyslexia. I don't know if that's been researched or what this is. Um, it's, right. It's a company I'm sure putting these out. But if you look inside, it clearly is all decodable words. Yes. It yes. Is the end of fall time for the Kent's to camp at Split Rock. So right. This, so may this be, would be I don't a think great. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm just looking through this right now. This particular text. Can you open that up again one more time, yep. Adam? So with this text, the student would need to know, um, they would need to know um, CVC words. They would need to know silent E. 
they would need to know consonant blends because um, the word Kent, K-E-N-T-S is there. Um, and they have the word split. They have the word, um, they would need to know, they would need to know some diagraphs that looks like, because I see, um, you know, the word Fish. back and rock um, ending diagraphs. Mm -hmm. um, and so for me, this is a great text for middle. What I'm thinking, this is a great middle first grade, second grade text, early second grade text. This would be perfect um, because these words are all um, approachable. Yeah, I was trying to see what they list. So there's a whole whole um, series whole of set. This one. So this this book, listeners, is called Fox Hunt. Uh, again, I just- Fox Hunt, yeah. Amazon search decodable chapter books. It was the first one that popped up recommended by Amazon. Um, but there's a little set of them. I'm trying to see who it's from. Um, it looks like Sigdom. I don't even know Sigdom. I don't oh, it's, know. It's a children's book. Sigdom Nebel. Okay, yeah, you got to use your phonics -E skills with that one, right? Knebel. 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 But then you go down and it said you know the products related to this item, and I, I believe the I don't know if these I don't know if these are the ones that Trisha found or not. I, right. I, mean, I can't remember on top of my head what she had, but this one does not say decodable. But let's see. No, it's a Ooh, right it's like there, a right? Chapter book, yeah. So you look there and you see words like um, conversations, boring, ooh, dog bark, um, something <laughs> important. So those are, you know, that's 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 a much higher um, level text and it doesn't appear to be decodable. But what I loved about the one that you had, it was high interest, um, low level decodable chapters, which, you know, research also tells us is that the dogs bark when somebody rings at the doorbell. <laughs> um, but there, it also tells us that students need to spend a lot of time. Um, and so having something that's high interest um, is, is going to be wonderful. Um, There's another one by that same author. I'm wondering if, if she has had some study in. And, you know, she might even have these like. Uh, so here's this ooh. one a little bit lower. Yeah, this book is, this is great. This would be great for those. Um you know, definitely those chapter books for those, for those little sweethearts that, you know, have fallen behind and now, um, you know, we're trying to catch them up. They need to spend a ton of time in those decodable readers. And we need to make sure we find books that are going to be interesting for them. They, you know, we, we can't give them the fat cat that sat on the mat for, you know, I'm thinking about those right. second and third graders who are, you know, they, like they've slipped through. Yep. Um, or they've, you know, for whatever reason, haven't had the type of, um, instruction, um, you know, that they need to have in order for them. You know, I'm thinking about my friend, um, that I was just talking with yesterday. Mm -hmm. He needs a lot of instruction on, um, you know, tapping out those words and blending them together. That should be his daily lesson every single day. Um, as well as, you know, not just him though. I'm not saying just him. Every student <laughs> needs that. This is this is what research says is this isn't just for struggling readers. It helps struggling readers absolutely. And it helps them brain, their brain, them brains, them brains. Them brains. Um, that was you know, a good yeah. <laughs> that was a good decodable word, them. <laughs> Bless her heart. Bless her heart. She's having a hard time. Um, but it helps their brain learn to read because it's not a natural thing for a lot of a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So um, but it also it. helps those students who are um, reading 
on level, on grade level. Um, so are you finding something else? So this is the author that sig sigdom. Got it. It's Simple words, decodable Simple. chapter books. We choose words um, wisely. I. Simplewordsbooks.com with the S there. Simple words. Books. Okay. Simplewords.com. I'll make sure I include that in our um, show notes as well. Simple um, words books. I love it. I love it. She has all kinds of books there. Yeah. And it, I, her story is kind of cool too. On her Amazon author page, I was reading it said that she couldn't find something for her seven-year-old child. So she started writing her own. Oh. Um, she's got all kinds of, it looks like awards from Dyslexia Summit. She's been a speaker at Dyslexia Summit. Um, yeah. Love online. it. She's got online summits there. That might help some of you who are trying to do this on your own and get going. Right. Free downloadable workbooks that are decodable, downloadable free sample collection, um, reader certificates. This is a pretty cool site. site it is a very cool site. Simplewordsbooks.com, reading and self-confidence. I like that. Big kid chapter right. books. I love it. Decodable. So I that might be a place to start. Um, it's a good spot. Now I will, I will say Deanna and I have written decodable texts. So yeah. if you're looking for something for small group, that's available starting, you know, from the very beginning on up, but they're intended for small group. This is great to, what do you give them after small group is over? You know, this would be something that you could give to your students as well. And these are very much, again, I can't remember the titles, but these are very much like the ones that uh, I know Trisha's little, I don't want to say little friends are little, having little friend that, that is struggling yeah. has, she's like, <gasps> The Jeez. Gold of Black Rock Hill. It looks fun, doesn't it? Pirate what? book. Sam is stuck. They're all about ocean. It looks like almost like uh, like fantasy type books. Yeah. Look at Aladdin, Magic Lamp and all that stuff. Self-awareness. Love it. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of these. So what are those? Th those look like. Those are literature guides and stuff. Oh, yeah. Little well. go with the books. So. Okay. So it's nice well, to check cool. out. And if yeah. I, if I think of the, or if I ask Trisha, I'll, I'll find out the name of those. I'm not going to log yeah. in Amazon right now. <laughs> That'll be, we'll do it. I don't want to get right. in trouble. Um, anyhow, that's all I wanted to talk about today. No, I love that. And I, I love that you, you put it in terms, because like, like I said, I, I haven't studied this. I haven't put it at the forefront of my learning. I haven't, I haven't had experience with it. So, right. but to me, someone who hasn't, and maybe speaking to some of you teachers who haven't taken the time yet, it seems it seems right. It seems easy. It seems like right. the, the easiest thing to do rather than trying to get through level books and all, and all that with your students. So I appreciate all the effort you've put into it for teachers. Cause I know you, you spent some, you spent a lot of hours in these trainings. <laughs> a minute or two. And I am going to be starting like a webinar series in January. I was going to try to do it in December, but everybody was like, please, please. I can't take another thing in December. So, you know, it'll be something I'll start in January webinar series on, you know, just different aspects of how you can make some changes to your current instruction, um, you know, question and answer that sort of thing. So if you follow me on social media, keep an eye out for it. If you're on my email list, keep an eye out for it. Cause I'll be sending um, some notes out there on that. All right. Thanks okay. for talking. We'll see you guys soon. We will probably air this after Christmas. So hopefully you had a great Christmas. Yes. Yes. Bye. All right. All right. Bye guys. Hey, thanks for listening to the Classroom Collaborative Podcast. If you are enjoying these episodes, please make sure that you subscribe wherever you are finding them. And share and rate it so others can find it as well. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Thanks for listening. Bye.